RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, an actual play duet podcast using the Savage World system and our custom cyber fantasy setting. It's been a labor of love creating it for the past several years, and we hope you enjoy. Previously on Neon Heat, Mobius tries to ruin a party for Pavi with little success, and Tuka shows up to hang out with Athena. They go together to the Shard to watch Magnitude Magnificent fight, Athena finally gets eyes on Harlan Troya. So I think we open on Athena walking with Tuka next to a canal outside of the shard leading west towards the park, which you were led to believe may have a lead for you. Athena bought a little card, you see. Well, didn't buy it, exchanged it. It's a cool little card she doesn't know much about yet, but she's going to find out some more about it. But I think in the background of the shot, the shard is just looming and it's still glowing that blue with the yellow and orange streaking through it. I think I think they left before things were like done for the night, so maybe it's still a little loud. Yeah, that makes sense. Because the crowd gets loud. It sure does. And I think uh, you can certainly see the, the mist and the fog swirling above the stadium with lights and sound flashing. So you guys are traveling a little bit north along the waterfront and then veering west, so... Uh, the canals are, the water level is usually pretty high, so mm-hmm. I think uh, the canals in this area in general definitely carry a salty hint on the air, the uh, wafting from the nearby waterfront. Some nice brine. Mm-hmm. It's on your lips and skin, there's that faint film, the lapping of the water as you walk. This area is mostly residential, so you're sort of cutting around and next to a couple of neighborhoods on your way mm-hmm. west. So I kind of thought we'd take a a little off-the-beaten-path walk so we could maybe do some some talking without necessarily being overheard. Yeah, sure. And she looks around just a little bit, swivels her head to survey the area around you. Uh, when, when I was on the surface, one of the last things I did was raid the office of the guy who was keeping me and I found some stuff there and you know he was like he's you know drug smuggler and distributor and probably in a lot of other bad stuff as well but I found a name in his office I thought you might be interested in oh my name I'd be interested in yeah what what name was that I think she leans over a little closer and whispers Suzette Olivier you say that, and Tuka's tendrils flick in the air a little bit at the name, and maybe they flatten just a bit. Mm-hmm. But her eyes narrow, her lip curls just a little bit. Olivier. I've heard a lot of different versions of what happened with you, but honestly, I'd rather hear it from you, because I don't think any of them got the full picture. And she uh, 
bites down a little bit with her teeth and uh, looks away. And she uh, sighs as you're walking and she says, Well, I thought I was doing the right thing. I still think that. It was uh, it was a drug bust. It was uh, crispy. It's the... Uh, I don't know if that was around when you were back here, but it's a, it's a, it's a vapor. They use these inhaler uh-huh. things, but they call it crispy. And I think Glimmer was involved too, but it was Lair Corp residential by the South Wall. And uh, there was this guy and he was hopped up and violent and we got called in, which was rare, especially, you know, down in the slum area. Usually they just sort of let things happen and it's a jurisdictional problem because... You know, we regulators, we watch over the city, but... We're not shepherds. We're not shepherds, but, you know, they kind of leave the jurisdiction up to them whenever they can. Do a layer corp security. But he was hopped up and violent, and he took this poor boy hostage. Too young to be in there. You know, I don't like thinking about why he was there, but... The man uh, put a gun to his head. Ballistic. Tried to barter his way out buy it, bribes, and he resorted to force and looked uh, bad for his mom, I'm sure, getting picked up that way, but I made it in without him noticing, and I took his arm off. It was, uh, it was messy, cause Rosa said he died from shock and blood loss, probably all the drugs too, but I had to use a blade or he would have heard me coming, and the kid, the boy just screamed. I thought I was doing the right thing, but it upset some people with connections, and uh, now I don't get to do nothing, and nobody likes me, and uh, people always trying to kill me, so, so much for doing the right thing, huh? Well, for what it's worth, I like you, and I think you did the right thing. <laughs> Thanks, Athena. Laurent Olivier was his name. Spelled it like Lawrence, but it was one of them. <laughs> Laurent. It was one of them fancy old world names, you know. Don't yeah. mean nothing now. Don't even know where they're from, but hey, you probably learned the same as me in school. Doesn't really matter what's up there. Everything changed, so. Yeah. It got real fucked to bits up there from what I saw. Yeah. But what we've been working on, the task force, I might as well just tell you, because. I'm pretty sure it won't be a problem to get you on the team. Uh, we've been picking up these people who their brains are all sorts of messed up and they've got it's glimmer maybe we're not really super sure how everything's connected right now but there's this thing called Ali Sahir. I don't know what it is. It might be a call phrase. I don't know but I found papers in Strickland's office that said that, and I found Olivier's name, and I didn't know who she was till I got back. So, I'm thinking she's a channel for smuggling stuff out of the city. I mean, yeah, she could be. We gotta, we just gotta, you know, have some sort of tangible evidence or or something. You got, I mean, you got the paper. You brought it. I should have it. I think I gave it to Pavi with some stuff that she brought back for yeah, me. Yeah, that sounds right. But I don't know if one piece of paper is going to be enough. Well, so probably not. <laughs> we're these bureaucratic types. You got to cut through feet of red tape before you can even get near them. And it's, uh, 
she holed up over there in the identity she works at the casino. Oh, yeah? Mm. Oh, good. Last I heard, but I... Oh, good. Yeah, they uh, dissuaded me from wanting to poke around too much, make my life real hard. So I sort of just fell back into it and did what they told me to do because I want to be a regulator and I want to do the right thing and help people, but... I want to help people, too. And it seems like we're going to fuck up that casino real bad. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you, what you mean? Oh, man. I think she fills Tukin a little bit about Harlan Troya. Okay. Just a little bit in what hushed you, tones. And what, what, this is important. What are this you specifically telling her? Not that Thalassica sent her out for a hit, but that he's a, a person of interest. But maybe to keep that to herself. Troya. I mean, that name's familiar, but I don't really know anything about him. Well, I just saw him in the tunnel behind his box threatening a dude about, you know, where where's the shipment and the money? So that sounds pretty implicating. Yeah, I, I'd say it does. So we're gonna... Did you ever get any kind of confirmation that that was Troy's box? Is that just an assumption you're that working off of? That was an assumption. Him? Okay. I mean, he, he said, let's go back to the box. So I was like, mm, that's a leap. That's fair. I just couldn't remember if it was ever referred to as that. So we're going to go check in on this card that I got. And we're going to be real sneaky. And we're going to see where this thread leads us. All right. You said, uh, can I see the card? You yeah. Got? And she passed it over. And she holds it up. And it's very clearly like a betting card. Mm -hmm. It's got names of aspirants. It's got a number of different betting ratios. And uh, you had... We didn't really talk about what specifically you purchased. But no. you said you just kind of bought something from him. Yeah, him the... gave him some cubes. Made a bet, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was very non-specific in the moment because she didn't really know what was happening. Sure. And this was after Magnitude Magnificent Place, so I don't know that we need to get specifically into it, but... Right. I'm thinking if we can root out whatever this is that's leaking up to the surface, too, and maybe take care of the source of all the hit squads coming after you, I would like that very much. Yeah, you know, as someone would very low buy-in for the situation i i'm also partial to that idea <laughs> very low buy-in <laughs> yeah you know i it's just sort of weird to think that maybe we could possibly get to the bottom of something because i would love it if i could just do my job and not have extra people trying to kill me on i mean that's the dream right frequent basis mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's only so much that we can do right can't keep a security detail on me 24 hours a day they tried oh they tried i mean for sure but i mean i don't see how but you put more people around me they just try something else they try to poison me or something it's yeah it's missing yeah, don't worry about it it'll be fine oh i'm worried about everything constantly all the time always yeah but i guess that's just my genetics yeah, I mean, you fail, ain't you? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Ah. Well, it makes you feel better. I don't... I do real bad in the cold. Like every other county. But don't go up top, then. Yeah, I thought it was better up there. It's depending on where you go. Yeah, I guess. Do you want to go get us some trouble? Well, I thought we was already doing that, so yeah. Athena found out how to make just her head invisible, so she's going to do that. Sure, I mean, it's invisibility if you yeah. just... Yeah, with her hood up. reason, you're just making your head invisible? Because, like, she wants to go, but she does. She wants to have anonymity while she's there. Okay, that's that's fine. I'm cool if you want to do it that way. It's not going to cost you less powers, though. Yeah, I less figured. Power ones. How long did you stay at the Shard 
after the end of the last scene. Oh, I think they would have stayed like maybe an hour and a half to just blend back into the crowd. Okay, so and I'm purely asking for the sake of PowerPoint type stuff. So I forget what exactly. I feel like you had maybe zero to five left. I was at five PowerPoints and then I used a Benny to get five more. So I was back up to 10 by the time I sat down, I think. So then you would be fully recharged by the time you get to this situation. You guys walk along the canal. It's a couple of blocks, so it takes you a little bit of time. And the park starts to loom more visibly straight ahead and to the left. Are there big old mushroom trees? Yeah, there's definitely some big old mushroom trees. There's more green here than, you know, many other places. This is a decent sized park for Caldonics. It's certainly not the biggest. I mean, the biggest one's over in the Alara district. Mm-hmm. It's a couple blocks. Pretty substantial. But this is a decent sized park. I think this one actually is like a little, there's like a little hot springs in the middle. Oh, nice. So this area, it's it's darker. You know, you're, you're actually... It's, if you look, it's right below the one. Oh, right. So, yeah. So, the park itself is located a little below the highway, and the highway runs over the one of the edges. So, uh, you see the trains of the highway occasionally pulling through in the distance and uh, spiraling around the edge of the city. In this area, it's, uh, it's foggy. It's foggier than it usually is around this time. It's dense for some reason. And it seems to be creeping in from the north, you know, the waterfront. The park itself has a couple of winding paths that go through and just, you know, walking paths. Uh, in the center of the little park area is a small hot spring pond with mm-hmm. benches and a picnic area, and it's well shrouded from the area around, so it's sort of a, a known meeting place um, where people can get a little bit more privacy. Right. So maybe it's kind of a, a hangout for certain types of people. and Perhaps I'm sure ne'er-do-wells. Ne'er-do-wells. I'm sure you've been here on calls before. She might have just been here before. Yeah. And there are lamps scattered around, you know, uh, vertical pole pole lamps. Street lamps? Street lamps. There are street lamps scattered through the park that cast dim pools of multicolored light. I think before they get too far into the park, she sort of elbows too. Kind of like, can you go see through for is that like an extended kind of thing you can do can you just do that she turns to you and smiles and uh her scale pattern ripples and goes into like a camouflage mode so you it looks like you're looking behind her and it's a little messed up it's not as good as your invisibility but but just to have that's pretty handy yeah she says oh no it is just something i can do you might want to keep that up because we probably shouldn't be seen here <laughs> yeah probably not and you guys came a roundabout way to get to this park mm-hmm. so you haven't really encountered anybody but i think uh, as you're approaching you see there are scattered groups of people like small groups usually one to three people at the most that are migrating in this direction from the east every so often you see a, a group of people making their way into the park i think she follow that general direction she's got her hood up she's she has her bracers covered mm-hmm. so are, and you're trying to be incognito yes and i would like you to roll stealth for me please okay should i roll invisibility first so you're you're just doing your head just my face just your face okay that's it's so just keep in mind it's you're spending five to cast it and yep. then it's one per minute oh i get it just your face yep okay five so you activate it as you guys are walking in and you look over and Tuka's head is completely camouflaged so it's like you two are just (laughs) (laughs) anybody looking at you would be like oh that's a normal person except for the fact that there's no face which they'd only see from certain angles yeah so as you guys begin to make your way further 
into the park itself, and there's a lot of bioluminescent vegetation around Caldonix as well. I bet it smells. It's, um, it's got that musty petrichor. It reminds you of Roja a little bit. Yeah? And she's got a sweeter version of that scent. This is fresh. You guys make your way further in, and as you emerge past some greenery, this is the center of the park. It's a little bit more secluded from everywhere else. There is the hot springs in the middle, and Mm -hmm. it's sort of like a muddy hot spring, so it's bubbly. You do smell some sulfur in the air. It's not too bad. It's not uh, so bad that it would dissuade you from being here, but it definitely is. a little bit of sulfur. Yeah, a little bit of sulfur. There is a walking path that leads up to a series of benches in a little covered pavilion picnic area that's on sort of a little grass island in the middle. There is a woman sitting by herself on that island. And from here you can tell she's uh, umber-skinned, also dressed in darker tones. And she's sitting there minding her own business. And there is a, I think, a pair ahead of you far enough that, you know, you've spaced yourself out. And they see her and they they also have, you know, hoods up and are just minding their own business but walking with purpose. And you see them walk up, exchange idle pleasantries, and they seem to trade something, and then the two people walk away, and she stays seated there, and maybe she pulls out a book. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't really have a good plan about when we got here. I guess we're just gonna roll with it. Yeah, I mean, what do you want to do here? I mean, you bought that ticket, so we just gonna go talk to her? I'm thinking we just, we just go have a chat, and then maybe we can glean some information. We going up and talking to her? You, you ain't got a face right now. No, I don't. So you're going to put a face on? Or you I gonna, don't know. You're going to spook her? Oh, this might have been a bad plan. I don't well, know. Well, I mean, we didn't know what was going on until we got here, so... No. But if I'm just going to go, go talk talk to the person without a face. All right. You, you're going to talk to her without a face? Yep. All right. Guess I'm do going you, in. You want me to stay here? Am I coming? Maybe keep an eye out for me. All right. Fuck, this is going great. All right. Don't spook her. All right, I'm going in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Tuka, true to her word, stays behind and lurks in the shadows. And you look back and uh, with her camouflage and just staying still, it's pretty hard to see her. So nice. her, her clothing obviously does not really match. What... She is a pro. Unlike Athena, who should be better at this shit. She's she's only just gotten visibility. She's, <laughs> stealth is not her thing. No, it's not. She's a battering ram. Well, she's a glass cannon, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's more accurate. Athena approaches the lady. As you're approaching, she looks up and she sees you. And you can see that she's got hair that's dyed a deep violet and clipped short and wavy. And she's seated on the bench, looks up to you and offers a, a small smile. She's got a, like a rounded, almost a heart-shaped face. Oh. And she smiles and doesn't say anything. She waves her visible hand mm-hmm. and waggles a little card. And she looks at you and arches an eyebrow and says, Oh, another collector. Yeah, it seems like... Uh, Collecting's a thing I want to be doing more of these days. Hmm. I love collecting. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. But I can see that uh, you, like many other distinguished collectors, prefer anonymity. I do. I hope you understand. Oh, certainly. And she holds out her hand and takes the card from you. Mm. And she, she looks at the card and looks back to you and says, Lucky you got here just in time, or I wouldn't have waited for what you got. Oh. The bout, it just... I've only just seen a runner oh, to oh. announce the what happened. Gotcha. I did not. I did not stick around. I had some other things I had to take care of. Oh, I quite understand. Well, I love collecting. 
and mm -hmm. I love collecting these tickets. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, no problem. Did one of my friends tell you how much I love collecting? Yes, they did. I always come prepared, and she pulls a bag closer to her and opens it up. Well, I can trade you some credits or uh, some of these chips. And she holds them out, and they're surface credits from Alara mm -hmm. and chips to the Golden Lotus Casino. Ooh, I'll take them chips. It's got a, a much better rate. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love to take those chips. Oh, wonderful. Well, here you are, and she'll hold them out to you, and she says, no, that Golden Lotus is pretty nice. You should give it a try sometime. Maybe I will. How many points do you think I have left this time? I'll say if you cast it right before coming up and talking to her, then that'd be like a minute, and then I'll say you've spent one more to keep it active during the conversation, so it's seven total. Now I'm, um, if I were to take these to a casino, would I be getting in trouble for using them? Are they, is someone gonna be missing them? Oh no, no, of course not. These are, these are perfectly good chips. I just, I simply have too many of them. That's why I can Wonderful. trade with fine, fine collectors like yourself, helping me finish my collection. Excellent. Well, I think maybe you'll be seeing some more of me over the next uh, however many weeks. And oh. Yeah, trying to, you know, do some finishing up some collections. Well, I certainly hope so. And I think she leaves. I would like for you to make me a notice at minus two, please. Oh, boy. I really need to beef up my notice. I'd like to Benny that. Okay. It never works on these. I don't know why I keep doing this. Minus two. Minus two. Oh boy. Someday this will work. Or never. Oh jeez. Can't okay. do it again. Alright. Can't do it again. Alright. Whenever you say alright like that, I get very <laughs> nervous. <laughs> alright, so you're just heading back to where you were? Yep. Okay. With my one Benny. So you turn and begin making your way back towards Tuca. Mm-hmm. The path winds a little bit, and when you're about halfway back, you notice there are some distortions in the mist. Oh. Like, back back behind where Tuca is, you can see forms moving closer. Uh-huh. As you continue to walk, uh, they're nebulous shapes, and they begin to solidify in the mist, and you realize that they are formed of the mist itself. Oh, nuts. Uh, humanoid overall, but with large, featureless heads that sort of royal and abstract motions. And as they keep walking towards you, Tuca hasn't noticed them yet. And this all sort of happens pretty quickly, like they walk out of the fog. Mm -hmm. And in their abstract heads, they have these strange mouths that form out of the mist and begin opening wider than normally possible. And they let out these hissing snarls. It just sound like air escaping from, sounds like drafty air. And as the forms continue to materialize, uh, they have these jagged appendages form on their arms as they stalk towards you. Oh, good. And as they become fully solid, these misty red eyes blaze at you from each of the forms, vapor streaming up and away like smoke from a flickering fire. She's been made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously. So you see these forms start to walk out of the fog behind Tuka, walking with intent towards her and towards you. What do you do? I need to get my girl out of there. Okay, so what do you do? I run over to her, grab her arm, and I point. We should go. <laughs> <laughs> you point to them, and uh, Tuka spins around with you and says, What? 
and she sees him and takes a step back. And uh, I would like both of you to make a fear test. That checks out. It's going to be spirit at minus two. Four. Including the minus mm-hmm. two? Excellent. Okay, let's uh, let's do Tuka. I think Tuka only has a D6 spirit. She's got to believe in herself. I know. All right, Tuka. So to succeed, she must blow up. Oh, shit, she did. And she did! She got an eight, so six total. Yes! So Tuka also is not feared. And there are three of these things within 30 feet of you as they're coming out of the mist. Awesome. And let's do some initiative. How's that sound? Sounds like I shouldn't have spent all those fucking bennies. (laughs) How do you know? Sometimes I can see it in your eyes when you're like, that's a lot of PowerPoints you're using. And I'm like, it sure is. Athena gets a nine of clubs. All right. Tuka gets a king of spades. Those guys get a ten of spades. All right, so it's Tuka's turn first. Tuka produces a handle from her pocket and flicks it out, and it is a collapsible blade. So it's like a blade that sort of... I, I don't like referencing specific things in pop culture. But what would it be like? There is a sword in the st- the first Star Trek remake that uh, Mr. Sulu, it's a sword that he has and he pulls it out and it's like broken into these little rectangular segments and just sort of like folds out on oh, itself. Oh, I remember, remember that. Yeah, yeah, on the like on the, the drill things. Yeah. Oh, that was a cool yeah, fight. Yeah, it was a cool fight. <laughs> so um, it's like a collapsible blade that snaps out and nice. it's, uh, it's like a short sword, basically. Okay. So she does that and she says, what the hell are these things? I don't know. I think she doesn't advance yet. I think she just gets equipped and starts to back away. Okay. So she she's staying with you right now, but she is uh, she's sort of waiting for what you say. So I'll say Tuka is on hold and she's going to stay with you right now. Okay. For movement and just sort of wait to see what you do. Gotcha. That sounds good to me. And then it's these things, mm-hmm. and they move closer to you. Um, they don't they don't move in to attack. They sort of fan out a little bit and start moving towards mm, you. Don't like that. And um, there's three of them. Yeah, so uh, all three of these things move in, and they are going to try to intimidate you. Yeah. What do, what do I roll for that? Uh, this contested, is going to be a right? contested spirit. So this is going to be spirit from you. Oh, jeez. 17. Holy shit. Okay, yeah, they got a one, a one, and a four. Yeah! So, yeah, so these things, as they're edging closer to you and their forms are just rippling in this mist and their mouths are sort of weirdly contorting and moving around and they're just going <laughs> sort of at you Ew. and their eyes are just wavy in the mists too. I don't think Athena's really feeling this right mm-hmm. now. And it is Athena's turn. That's excellent news. So I think she runs through some brush and just tries to light them up with some... Ouch. She's trying to think what's going to beat mist, rock, paper, scissors. Sure. Maybe fire will just evaporate them. Maybe. But if they're mist, would electricity do better? Mm. Who's to say? She's going to try electricity. It's not her normal trapping, so it is a wizard thing. Okay. So Plus one. 19. Very nice. Let me just uh, mark that down. Okay. <laughs> and um, before you roll damage, uh, could you make me a smarts roll, please? Yeah. Two. Roll your damage. These blow up, right? Yeah. Only if you really like damage. Do you like damage? <laughs> Hold on, I got a math. <laughs> Sorry. 20 damage. 
Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> wow. And what does this look like? I think she she runs around to the side real quick and trying to line them up. And when she does a bolt, it's usually a finger gun, but this is a burst, so that's just an open palm kind of thing. Nice. And the electricity just arcs out through it and attaches to trees and shit. Awesome. Looks dope. So you do that, and uh, you watch these arcs of uh, what is this? What color energy is this? Purple. Purple. Okay. So you watch. It's her color. So you put your hand out and you watch these uh, bolts of violet energy just arc out. Some of them strike the tree and rip along the ground. An individual bolt does shoot through each of these forms and just sort of blasts them apart into mist. So you just watch it immediately dispatch all three of these things. And they they don't specifically scream, but you just hear the the whispers of the, the snarls just sort of go. And then they're they're gone. Oh, that's really creepy. Duke, we should leave. Yeah, I'm hearing that. And um, uh, the final thing that happens this round is you hear a scream uh, right back from where you came. Oh, And you look over, no. and the woman who'd been in the pavilion, she's on her feet holding the bag, and she is backing towards you guys uh-huh. uh, away from the opposite direction, which leads off in the other... So this is like the center of the park. Yeah. Uh, there's another path that leads off to the right. other exit. And she's backing away from that, and you can see that there are a number of forms also stalking towards her from that side. Ah, cool. And she just shrieks. Sounds right. And uh, I'm actually going to roll on the fear table for her because she did not succeed. Could you roll a d20 for me, please? Oh, I don't even have any out. I'm going to roll my d20. Eight. Eight. Plus two. Shaken. The character is shaken. All right, so she's backing away and you can see her visibly trembling and she just screams and then without looking around just says, Help! Fair thing to say in this situation. All right, and that's the end of that round. And Athena, five of hearts. Tuca, queen of spades. Munsters, jack of hearts. And she's got a queen of... So um, at the end of that turn, uh, Tuca had held her action. Usually what happens when you're on hold is you've already declared your action. So if mm-hmm. that doesn't... If your trigger doesn't occur, then nothing happens. Right. I'm probably crossing game systems, but like in D&D, if your thing doesn't come about, you can abandon it to defend or something like that. So I think uh, at the end of that round, after the person screams, Tuka looks to Athena and says, what do we do? We get her, we go. Yeah. And uh, you say that, and I think she will then use her movement to try to close with the other girl. Nice. And then it'll be her turn, and she will move towards the girl again. And I think that's probably sufficient to get her there. Uh, but the things have not closed on the girl. So Tuka will make it to the girl and uh, hold an action to attack if the things get closer. Smart. And the girl is going to, as Tuka rushes past her, she turns and starts to run away from those things back towards you. Solid. So she moves towards you. And that's her turn. And I think she's just going to go full defense. And she's, yep. oh, she's shaken, so I need to. Oh, yeah. She is still shaken. Gotcha. But allowed to move. So she's uh, she's trembling and she moves over and she she looks like she's in shock. Her eyes are wide. She's looking around trying to get her bearings, things like that. And then uh, it is the mist creature things. Two of them close with Tuka. And let's see. They do get gang up bonus. And she is not wearing armor right now. So she gets hit one time for six damage. And her toughness is not good. So that that doesn't 
So she is shaken. Tuka okay. is now shaken. Her toughness is only four right now. Oh, no. She's got a D4 and bigger too. Oh, jeez. Couple of glass cannons. Oh, what are we doing? Couple of glass <laughs> cannons. I'll both, tell you what. We're both idiots. No. Maybe we can train with her aunt, mom. God. And uh, I think Tuka is gonna berserk, so she can make a smarts roll to not berserk, but she can voluntarily fail it to go berserk, and I think that's what she's doing. Alrighty. All right. So Tuka is shaken. Athena, it is your turn. What are you going to do? So Tuka has closed with several of those mist creatures coming from the opposite direction. And the girl is running towards you. The girl is halfway between you and Tuka. She runs up to give Tuka backup, but on her way, she shouts the girl, Get out of here! Get clear! Okay. Um, I would like you to make me another notice roll, please. Notice roll. Four. And that's with no modifiers or anything? Yes. Okay. All right, Athena, as you start to move to run towards this girl, you take a step and you feel a rumble. Oh, no. And then you take another step and it gets louder. No! That bastard's back! And the ground beneath you erupts. Fuck! As this Yara-looking form clad in these inky black shadows erupts from the ground. This uh, motherfucker. With its (laughs) its pincer legs reaching up to grab you and its arms already reaching out to grab your throat. (sighs) Was that my whole turn? Oh no, it's it, it had a held action. It was waiting for you to run closer, so this nice. thing gets to go first. God, what a bastard. Mm, sorry. So you heard him coming, so he does not get the drop or any kind of bonus to affect you. You do not have a weapon out right now, do you? No. Oh boy, okay. I was gonna put get my shield out and then this happened. I so... mean if you if you're getting your shield out as you're running, I'm okay. I'll let that okay. I'll let that run. That was what she wanted to do, because she has no armor. And what is your current parry? Six. Six. So normally when one opponent is fighting another one that is unarmed and does not have unarmed training, they get plus two to fighting. But because you have your shield, I'm not going to add that. So, okay. Uh, so this is a wild attack. Uh, and what did you say your toughness is? Six. Six. Okay. So he rolled a four with plus two. That makes it a six. <sighs> okay. Uh, let's see. What did I write down for this? Okay, could you make me a spirit roll, please? Uh, yeah, I guess I should. Eight. Got an eight? Yes. Okay, let's see here. Oh, man, that's bad. For me? Yeah. Uh, so he got a ten. Oh, he blew up and got a ten. Good. You feel his hands close around your throat, and this thing just erupts from the ground and is on you in the blink of an eye. I mean, you had just summoned your shield and you got it up, and you thought you'd interposed it well enough, but it scraped over top and managed to get its hands on your throat. Right. And uh, you feel that familiar pull. I think she's freaking the fuck out. Yeah, and this thing has, uh, its eyes are glowing red, uh, the second set above the normal eyes, which are inky black, just like everything else. And uh, its mouth is open, and you just see these shadows sort of, like, dripping out. Uh, So if you would like to roll me 1d6... Four. You lose four power points. Oh god, I have one power point left. Oh no. Man, Athena needs to have better plans. Yeah, so it bursts up and goes, and then latches onto you and says, yes! <laughs> it is your turn now. Yup. She got one power point left. I'd rather use it than him get it. I want to cast a bolt Okay. at him. Okay. Oh yes. man, that's a big one. 
That's a 16. That's a hit with a raise. That's a 3d6, three, three isn't it? Yes, it is. And uh, you cast with a raise, so that does not consume a power point. Oh, yeah. It's all coming up Athena. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as much as I thought as an 8. Oh, also, uh, he had just wild attacked, so you get plus 2 to affect him and to your damage rolls. Oh, really? So well, whatever you just roll gets a plus that's 10. That's a 10. That's a 10. Okay, so that is a success with a raise, so that is going to cause a wound. Good. And uh, I think it's more dramatically appropriate if I don't try to soak that because I might need my bennies. Maybe. Maybe I will. I think she grabs his throat Ooh. and puts some electricity right into him. Why don't you take some more? You. So he's got his hands on your throat and you feel the energy just being pulled back into his hands and the, the black ribbons of inky darkness. And you just, you feel yourself... Uh, becoming more lethargic and uh, everything's heavier and it feels cold, but when you reach for your power, man, it's burning brighter than ever. It's it's right there, right when she needed it. And you blast right through him and you hear him go as the energy courses through. Yeah, I think uh, when he erupts from the ground in front of you, um, he's between the two of you and she shrieks and falls backwards. Yeah, that makes sense. And she's just clutching her bag. Uh, okay, Athena. Ace of clubs. Yes. Goons. Five of clubs. Uh, girl, two of spades. Tuka, four of spades. And who's going to be big nasty? This will be big nasty. I think that's what big nasty was last time. Was it? Ace Mother of spades. Mother That son of a bitch! The ace of spades! God damn it! Big boy bad guy gets to go first. Sure does. He's shaking. I gotta unshake for him. Oh. He did unshake. Damn. You electrocute him back, and he is just... He snarls, and he's just gonna start stabbing at you. Thematically, he's holding on to you. You're not grappled or anything. That was right. just flavor text for me. You know, he made yeah. the, uh, But he just starts tearing down at you with these pincers on his back. All right. All fuck. right, here we go. And he's at minus one for the wound penalties, and these are both gonna be wild attacks as well. Okay. So that's a three... Nope. And seven minus one is six. Well, wouldn't you land. know it? All right, and that is going to be seven damage. Oh, seven damage. Mm-hmm. So seven against your four, I guess. Okay, so hit no raise, which means you're shaking. Okay. Okay. You still have your shield up, and he's he had reached around the shield, and now he's just clawing at you over the shield with these back pincers, and he's just snarling and. Ravenous, just yeah, it sounds reminiscent of something that had happened prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will be his turn. And now, what is your turn? What would you like to do? Well, I'd like to make my shield into a tower shield. Tower shield adds three parry instead of two. Yep, okay. She doesn't have armor on. No, I, I don't <laughs> disagree. So, you can do that as a free action. That's fine. Would you like to roll to unshake before anything else? I would, spirit. That is good enough. Cool. I would also like to cast another bolt and shout to Tuka for help. Okay. Just a regular bolt, no modifiers or anything? No modifiers. You can't afford a modifier. She's on. She's on. You can always short your powers. Yeah, that's true. But. Just saying. Uh, with your plus two to affect him because yeah, he's vulnerable. Yeah, he's so vulnerable. Six. Excellent. Uh, well, that's still going to hit. It's not going to change anything, but he is still hit. Seven. Seven. Uh, and he was... He has one wound, uh, which does not affect his toughness. That's right. All right, so uh, that is sufficient to shake him, but not to wound him. Yeah, it so sounds what is, familiar. What, is, what does this look like? 
I think she pulses one out the front of her shield by punching it. Mm. So you put your other arm up to make mm-hmm. the shield bigger, and yeah. then you just reach back and boom, right mm-hmm. in the middle. It sounds like a gong. Yeah, I think there's a gong and a little blast of... What kind of bolt is this? The electric. A blast of electricity goes out, and you hear him reel back. I think the gong makes the mist reverberate real cool around him, maybe. Ooh, I like that, yeah. And you can see, uh, I think the light carries very well. The uh, the flashes of electricity um, glinting off the water molecules in the air. I need backup! Next up are the goons, who are currently engaged with Tuka, and uh, you now notice there are two more coming from behind mm-hmm. you, so they're sort of pincering in on both sides. You need to get the fuck out of here. And uh, the third one closes with Tuka, so they're now three attacking Tuka. Oh, wow. Wow, that's bad. Bad for them? I, ro- I rolled a two, a one, and a one. Oh. But they do get gang up a plus two, so that's a four, a three, and a three. One of those. Oh, wait, no, this is against Perry. Fuck, it doesn't... It, okay, so these things are just clawing the air around Tuka, and she's just bobbing and weaving and hissing back at the... They're she's hissing proud. at her, and she's hissing back at them, and there's just a, it's a real hiss-off. It's nice. a real hissy fit. <laughs> I choked on some spit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. All right, so there's... Uh, uh, and there are two more coming up near you, and they're both going to try to intimidate you. That's going to be a contested spirit. Nine. That is way better than what they rolled. They got a three and a five. Yes! So, yeah, you hear these things inching closer behind you. Maybe you didn't even know they were there until you just heard the... <gasps> of them getting closer. But mm. it doesn't phase you because you are focused on this guy in front of you. Yep. Uh, it is Tuka's turn, and she is going to try to open up a whole bunch of whoop ass. She's going berserker, and she's going to try to attack all these guys. She misses one of them, but her blade just cuts through the air of the two others, and they just dissipate. Nice. And she is almost even looks around a little confused when they just. Gone. <laughs> uh, that's Tuka's turn, and the girl is still shaken. Oh, nope. Okay, so she is unshaken. She pushes herself to her feet and looks around at everything and says, What the hell is going on? She just sort of screams that into the ether as she looks around for a way out, but realizes that there are things coming from every current direction she might flee in. So she. She stays in the middle of all of this as far away from other things as possible. Yeah, Athena's got no good words to tell this girl right now. Because she is fearing for her life. That's fair. Athena, four of oh. diamonds. Tuka, five of diamonds. Guy, three of clubs. Goons, seven of clubs. Girl gets a jack of diamonds. Good. The girl sees that you're, you're just in this desperate struggle against this thing. And she... Um, is trying to determine what to do and then just sort of goes, hey, hey you. He's trying to get his attention to distract him so she's going to try to taunt him. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. So she got a 15 against... Oh, aced with those. 11. Success with a raise. Could you roll me 2d6, please? Oh, yeah. She got a raise on her taunt test. Six. Six. uh, Shaken. The foe is shaken. Is he already shaken? Yes. That means he takes a wound? <gasps> really? Yeah, it does. I mean, if it's already shaken, it gets shaken again. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what the rules on that are if it's not an attack roll, 
but I feel like maybe it does need to be an attack roll. You know what? I'll look it up later. This is going to be one of those moments where I right. say, I think it's cool, so... Maybe she says it as I'm zapping him. Yeah, let's do that. Let's say... It's a um, combo attack. It's a combo attack. I think she reaches into her bag and she pulls out some of those chips. I think she says, take your blood money! And she just throws it at him. She just starts throwing handfuls of these things that are clattering off <laughs> of your shield and her, and you just hear these ding, 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 uh, while you're firing your bolt, so it starts to look back towards her and hisses and then you catch it in the face with the bolt. Nice. Uh, nice. So it's going to take a wound. And I think this time it is, I'm going to spend a Benny to try to soak this. That is not a success because it has a wound. And Man, girl, MVP. The goons are going to move in on Tuka. Gonna, two are going to hiss. One's going to attack her. Oh yeah, she's totally fine there. Um, more of these mist forms are sort of coming out of the mist where Tuka is and she's just swinging Hacking, her slashing. She's just, yeah she's just swinging her blade and it's just carving through these things but more of them seem to be coming right and she's just hissing all the while and uh looks back and sees you and starts to edge away from them Ooh. so she's going to use her movement to get closer and she's going to be right close by the time the next turn starts would that give me gang up bonus I think yeah I think it'll give you a, a one gang up bonus and it's your turn is it my turn? It is your turn. I'd like to use a Benny for points. Okay. It's my last Benny. Excellent, excellent. I also like to live dangerously. I also like to live dangerously. Okay. So you get five points back. Yep. What would you like to do, Ms. Athena? I'd really like to just kill this guy now. I would like to cast Bolt on this guy and just... Would you like to upcast your Bolt? I would like to upcast it damage-wise. So that'll that'll cost three. Yes, so here I go. Mm -hmm. What'd you get? Did you crit fail? Oh no! Yeah, crit oh, failed. Pickle. Crit failed again against this same bastard! Alright, so uh, you do lose those three power points uh, and you do take a level of fatigue. Well. So what do you think happens? You're reaching for this power and this thing's on you. I think she looks at it and she remembers what happened last time and she just gets really scared. I really like that and I will give you a Benny for that. Because you. I think that's good to play in the fear. Yeah, this thing is a—it's uh, bearing down on you, and you're—you've just blasted it, and you feel like you're making a dent, but it's still just on you and trying to tear into you. And it's already taken your power, and you're—you're you're reaching for it, and it's fluttering, and that panic settles into your chest, and you feel you. <sighs> It, it just tightens, and I guess you just lose your grip on the energy, and it slips away. I don't think it even comes out as anything. You just feel this this wave of heavy fatigue Ugh. wash over you, which oh, I think also geez. matches well because uh, it just you know took the power points out of you. So maybe this is just residual fatigue. Maybe. All right. All right. Now it's his turn. What use is a D10 casting die if it rolls one so often? I know. I'm sorry. So terribly often. <laughs> Just be like that. Yeah. All right, so this thing, it's now being surrounded. Tuka has closed in with her blade. The other thing is pelting it. It needs to unshake. Uh, it does not unshake, so I will spend a Benny to make it unshake. So that's both of its Bennies. I only have one GM Benny left. So this thing is going to dive back into the ground. No! And try to bugger off. Do I get an attack of opportunity? Uh, you do i believe yes can i punch him yeah you can try to like kick it or something sure i want to shield bash him okay so i'm gonna roll my fighting this minus your, one it's gonna be your fighting minus one because you're fatigue what'd you get three yeah that's not gonna be enough didn't seem like it 
Actually, did did it wild attack last round? What did it do last round? Oh, I think it wild attacked. It wild attacked. All it which did was made, wild attack. So that made it vulnerable, which gives you a plus two, <gasps> which makes it a five, right? It's a five. Oh, but it has a... I give it, it has a D8 in fighting, so it has a, a six parry, unfortunately. Oh, wait, but you do have your gang-up bonus, because <gasps> Tuka's there, so plus one. So that works? So that makes it a six, yep. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. uh, you do hit a shield bash is strength plus 1d4 damage. And then you do get plus two because it's vulnerable. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man, again. I think I killed this guy. 21 damage oh, on this fucker. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Jesus, that's a hit with four raises. That's that would pretty be good. Four wounds. That's pretty good. On a shield bash. Okay. Uh, well, I am obligated to spend my last GM, Benny, to... I understand. To try to do this, so here we go. Come on, bad guy. It's a five. Minus two is three, so that does not succeed. All right. Uh, well, you're hitting it with a shield. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's non-lethal by default, unless you're trying to... Well, what I was kind of thinking... Yeah, tell this is... You got, you got a huge hit, so tell me what this looks like. This is awesome. So, I think what she does... I've been thinking a lot about The Witcher lately, because I kind of want to start playing again. And he's always doing these spinning attacks, so I think as she sees him starting to go away, she does a quick spin with her shield, like, horizontal, and just cracks it into his fucking neck. Oh, I like that. We're not done here! Okay, so I'm, I'm, I need to ask you then. Yes. Lethal or non-lethal? Very lethal. Going for the kill? Very lethal. Okay. This fucker almost killed Pavi. No, I, I, I like that, and I'm going to give you another Benny for choosing lethal, because the optimal thing is probably to try to keep it alive, right? Probably. But this is, you're in the heat of the moment, and it's battle, mm -hmm. and you just swung this vicious, desperate attack to try to fend this thing off, so... She's, she's been very worried about this guy, and now he's here, so she's not going to let him get away again. Yeah, this is... She's not going into a tunnel to chase him. Well, we're going to have to be making some incapacitation rolls here. <laughs> we forgot about gritty damage. Oh, we did. Anyway. <laughs> Whoops. Whatever. We'll, we'll remember Next episode, gritty, gritty damage. damage. <laughs> Would you like to roll for what happens here? Sure. What okay. do I roll? All right. So first, roll 2d6. This is uh, his vigor roll. Two. Two. Okay. So two minus three because he's now at three and wins. Minus one. He's minus one. So he is failed his roll. Uh, now roll 2d6 again. This is going to be for the injury table. Four. Oh, okay. Uh, arm. The victim can no longer use their left or right arm. Rolled randomly if not targeted. Could you roll me one of those? Even it's left, odd it's right? Even. Okay, so a left arm. And, uh, let's see. Okay, and he's bleeding out. Good. The injured character is dying and makes a vigor roll at the start of their turn. Failure means they perish. Success means they survive, but roll again the next turn. With a raise, they stabilize and no further rolls are required. So, Athena, um, this thing gets off of you and you can see it move to start to dive into the ground and you lash out with this. Actually, do you want to... You already narrated it a bit. I don't want to overwrite your narration. She does a quick heel spin and just brings that whole tower shield yeah. into his neck. Excellent. So you hit the neck and you hear a crack. This thing ragdolls and falls to the ground. And as it's falling, it looks like it had a brief moment of consciousness where it was going to try to break its own fall. And then it's just out and it falls at an odd angle and you see its left arm bend the wrong way. And there's a loud crack in the mist and it's just poking out at a bad angle. Nice. And it stops moving. I have a question. Sure. 
What happens to those Misty Boys? When that happens, nothing. Okay. Well, yeah, so let's, uh, we're moving on to the next round here. Tuka gets a two. Athena gets an eight of diamonds. Flunkies, nine of spades. And the girl gets a ten of hearts. Okay, so the girl watches you clip this thing and take it out and just looks at you and says, Damn. Kind of comes back to herself and starts looking around and sees that there are more coming back from where she had been again and backs towards you guys. And uh, it's just going to be on her guard this turn. Sounds right. And then uh, more of these goons move in. Two of them coming from back in that same direction where Tuka was and two closing from behind you. So there's still four remaining. Okay. They're all within range now. Yeah, you guys are sort of huddled in a, a circle yeah. like with the three of you there and they're coming in from the side so they can easily just move in. All four of these things go straight for the girl. Okay. The two coming from the far side can reach her without any problems. Uh, the two coming from your side need to pass through your threat range. Oh, but you've already opportunity attacked, so you can't do that again this turn. That was last turn. Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah, so two of them move past you, Athena, mm-hmm. and two of them come from the other side. Do you want to, They're just ignoring you completely. Yeah, I'd like the you. opportunity attack. Whichever one is you can closest. Attack one. Okay, go ahead and roll me a fighting. Yep. Eight. Okay, can you make me a smarts roll, please? This time at a plus two. Six. Six is a success. And you're swinging the shield? Yeah. Okay, so you swing your shield back through this thing, and it just, it goes right through it. It doesn't even burst this time. It's like you swing through it, it and whiffs. it just whiffs. It's like there's nothing there. Huh. You don't even see the mist move. It just, whoosh, like you're swinging there. So is it gone, or did I just swing directly through it? Uh, it, it is gone, but it didn't poof the way it did before. Mm, okay. And the other one, Tuka's gonna lash at it as it goes past Ooh, that's a two and a one. I don't know if you can make an opportunity attack wild, because all of her attacks are supposed to be wild attacks, but I, I don't think, I think it misses. I think she's just so battle crazed. And the other two are going for the girl. Oh, jeez, okay. That one is a four, which shakes her. And the other one, all right, so yeah, these two things, uh, the two on the far side get close to her and one of them brings this distorted limb up and you see these claws form out of nothingness and it just brings it down and rakes her across the front and she uh, shrieks. It's it's not pleasant. It's a piercing yeah. shriek and she collapses. Oh, fuck. There's just flecks of red fly through the air and now paint the ground. Oof. And then it is your turn. It's Athena. my turn. Mm-hmm. How many of these could I get with a burst... Um, I'm assuming a burst that doesn't catch your friends. In yeah. It? Okay. Can I get the ones that are attacking the girl specifically, not the ones Tuku was just dealing with? So from where you're at right now, there's one between you and the girl, and then there's two on the other side of the girl. So to catch all three, you would need to catch the girl in it. But hmm. if you shoot past the one, you can catch the other two and not get her. Like you could move around. To I'll get maximize those two. my my potential for getting folks and move just a little bit. So it would be basically you're standing over her and bursting above her to get those two. But that's fine. Sound good. Okay, go ahead. I want to do that. Eight. Uh, Including fatigue? Yes. Okay, that is a cast with a raise. Go ahead and roll 3d6. Oh, they're all on ones already. So I know how you feel, yeah. 16 damage. And what does this look like? It's just some more lightning. Oh, yeah. You get over there and you just put your hands out and the the crackles of uh, energy just flare out, lashing into these things and blasting them into 
misty particles in have front they, of you. Have they appropriately whiffed this time? Yeah, the, these, these poof. So at this point, you feel like maybe the ones that you tried to hit before weren't corporeal. Oh, okay. Or were perhaps illusions. I don't know when I when it's appropriate for me to come out and tell you these things. I mean, I know I've been rolling smarts rolls. <laughs> sure, yeah, so also worth noting that your headband has never gone off. So this is not something that affected your mind. Gotcha. This is, this is an, a trick of the eyes rather huh. than of the mind. Solid. How many people are left? Just the one? Just the one, actually. Well, that's it's, the end of your turn. It's my right? girl's turn. Yeah, it's Tuka's turn. She goes up in wild attacks. Yep. She poofs the last one. And uh, there do not appear to be more. Good. So Tuka just swings her sword through the empty space. You're watching and you see the same thing happen where you see the sword go through the space and it doesn't poof. It just sort of flickers and then it just disappears. Gotcha. Okay. How's that girl? So uh, she is bleeding on the ground and we are going to need to make a roll for her. Do you want to make the rolls for her? Sure. What am I rolling? All right. Well, she got knocked unconscious by damage. She is an extra. So Mm -hmm. ordinarily extras just die. She would just be dead. But because this is dramatically appropriate and because she could be important and it's important to know whether she died or not, uh, we're going to roll for it. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a vigor roll. She has a D6 vigor. She's not a wild card. So it's just going to be a D6 roll. Seven. Seven. And she is not a wild card. So she doesn't have a wound penalty, but she does have one wound because she's down. So seven minus one is six, which is a success. And I will need you to roll 2D6. On a success, we roll on the injury table, and the injury goes away when all wounds are healed. Nine. Uh, Roll one more d6 for me. Three. Okay, so that's guts. A three is battered. Vigor reduced a die type. Minimum d4. So it goes from a d6 to a d4 until she has healed. Sounds right. Maybe just the crushing weight of the blow injured her, but she's on the ground. She's bleeding. You in character don't... Make make me a medicine or healing roll. I think you're untrained, yeah. I think Tuka is also in three. Three. With your fatigue? Two. Two, okay. You can tell that she is breathing. Okay, that's promising. She, she's alive. Uh, she is bleeding, but you don't really know what her prognosis is. And she's uh, this, this bag is open next to her. It's still unzipped, and there's just some of these credits and chips are spilling out onto the, the grass. Okay. And this other thing is nearby. Could I spend a Benny to have a flare gun on me? Yeah, that's. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Cool. It's a good use of a Benny. I want support. What kind? What Medical. kind of flare? Medical. Okay. So you send up a green flare. Yes. Okay. I think she's she's down with the girl and she's trying to feel her pulse, but at the same time fumbling in her jacket to find mm-hmm. her gun and she fires it up into the mist. Yeah, you watch the flares spiral up into the mist with the green beginning to spread out and merge with the fog in the mists. And you notice that the fog in the mist is not as thick as it had been when you arrived. It is now sort of dispersing as you're standing here. It's getting less and less foggy and misty as you guys stand here. How's Tuka looking? She's holding her blade and still just head on a swivel looking around everywhere. Her teeth are bared. She is not going to go near her, just in case. She's very heavily. But when it's clear that there are no other combatants, she does sort of takes a moment to center herself and just and then collapses the blade and puts it away and looks around and sort nice. of comes back to herself and rushes over to you uh, and the girl. I'm like, is she all right? I, I think she's the opposite of all right, but oh, I got a flare up, so support's coming soon. Yeah, that looks bad. Yeah. Uh, can you give me just one second? 
and she goes over to look at that Yara. Okay. What's up with this fucker? Okay, um, could you roll me another Vigor, please? 2d6. Is it minus anything? It's, it's minus, a three. It's minus three. Uh, that's a zero, then. So you go over to this Yara, and as you're watching, it's lying next to the tunnel that it had burst out of, and this is a small tunnel. It's a very narrow passage. Its limbs are at odd angles. The left arm, like I mentioned, is just broken and looks wrong. And as you walk closer, the the black energy that had been wreathed around this thing is dissipating. Hmm. And it's just sort of drifting off like smoke particles up and into the air, hmm. flaking away. And moments later, it is just a regular-looking Yara man in shorts, like athletic shorts. It's a young-looking Yara man maybe late teens, early 20s, tawny skin, an orange-brown, eyes are vacant, just glassy, gone. His neck is, you know, thrown at an odd angle where you hit him. There are some burn marks around his body. Burn presu- marks. Presumably from electricity. Oh, probably. I think that takes her a second as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's yeah. like, who, who burnt him? Uh, oh. Oh, right. Oh, it was me. Uh, but not, not moving. Well... She feels a little worse about that now that she knows it was just a random fucko. But what are you gonna do? He was trying to kill her again. Or something was. I was really hoping he'd get away again. I know you were. That's why you had to run away. Oh yeah, and then he, I he iced took, him. He took two wounds. Tuka again looks up into the air, looks back in the direction of the spire. It's covered by, you know, overhead foliage you can't really see. And she says, What the hell is going on? That is an excellent question. I've never seen anything like this. These are the same things that attacked us in the warehouse. Him and whatever he could do, they almost killed Pavi. Well, we made out okay today. Yeah, I think that was just dumb luck. Yeah, well, ain't it always. Yeah, well, at least they weren't coming after you this time. Yeah, this ain't, that ain't exactly something I'm thankful for given the circumstances. No. She's looking down at the at the girl. Yeah. And the, the red continues to run. I mean, I don't know if there's anything Athena could do. Can she cauterize a wound? Like, if she heats up her sword? If you would like to try to do something like that. That's creative. I like that. I will allow you to do something like that if you want. But the So what Athena would know is that if you cauterize these wounds... You could cause severe trauma. Right. Like, she's already unconscious. She could already be dying. If you try to cauterize these, you might kill her. She shouldn't do that. I think she takes off her hoodie, cuts it into strips, and just tries to bandage her up as best as she can. Okay. Is this you trying to make a healing roll? I... No. She just wants to stop the bleeding. Okay. I, I think it's fine to try to stop the bleeding. That is, that's still a healing roll, though. I'll roll it. Um, it's untrained. Yeah, I think... probably got to um, kill her. Let's say that Trying to that soak up her blood... So it's normally D4 minus two. Uh, you have some materials that you're trying to do to staunch the bleeding. Just make mm-hmm. a regular D6 and D4. And uh, Tuka will assist you. I think Tuka also does not have healing. Let me let me check her sheet. Not that it hasn't changed. Well, I got a four. Even without assistance? I got a four. It was a five minus my fatigue, so that's four. Okay, well then that's good. You shred some cloth off and you, you manage to bind it around the gashes on her chest and apply some pressure. You can't quite tell, but you feel like maybe she's breathing a little more steadily, or you you manage to staunch the bleeding, certainly. Okay. Now that we've done that, I'd like to rifle through her pockets. (laughs) Okay. 
looking for a wallet or ID or just anything noteworthy. Nothing in her pockets on her person. Okay. I'm not going to make you roll to, like, loot this, but the bag she's carrying does have a little wallet with um, some identification. Nice. And her name is Tioni Ferris. Tioni Ferris. T-E-O-N-I-F-A-R-I-S is what I had written, but obviously the spelling doesn't matter. Tioni Ferris. There's an address in the southern residential slums on the Alaricorp side. Uh, it looks like there's an old work badge. It's just um, a general Alaricorp employee from uh, from the Golden Lotus. And there's some money. There's some cubes. Obviously, the bag the bag has a lot of credits and even more chips. Okay. More than is generally safe to carry with you. But other than that, there's no specific address. There's nothing. There, she doesn't have written instructions or anything like that. You got you got a name and where she lives. Okay. So, Athena, being that you just defeated this powerful enemy who has been hunting you, I am giving you conviction. Oh, already? You're, you are gaining conviction. Thank you. you, you the last one was carrying Pavia, right? Yeah, because that, that went real poorly. Well, I mean, they're for great successes or great failures, yeah, if I read a, the text correctly. That's, yep, that's accurate. Give it to you on a wrap. Feel like it, because I can. Thanks. Enjoy. Use it wisely, or don't. Not for me to say. So it's you and Tuka on the ground. It's only going to be uh, a minute or two before uh, through the mist above you, and it is certainly dispersed, but two forms shoot through the mist above, making it swirl around them like a tiny vortexes in the night. So cool. And it lofts out, and they land. And it's the standard fare. One of them's clearly a medic. They sweep the area. The other one has a firearm up and about, Solid. circling. I would direct their attention to this one living body and the very dead body. Gotcha. And say, we really would like to get these uh, folks back to the spire. Is is the wagon coming? And the, the medic nods to you and rushes past and says, it's on its way. Good, good. I think she turns around to the tunnel. And I feel like she knows that it probably leads somewhere, but it's also in a public place and she's not going in there. So I think she wants to collapse it. Okay. Can I use burst with an earth trapping? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I'd like to do that. Here's the thing. Oh, wow. We haven't... This hasn't come up at all yet. What? You have wizard. I have wizard. Which allows you to change the trappings on your powers. Yeah. What other powers do you have Uh that are... Okay. A shape metal? Uh Uh-huh. I could just shape everything. Yeah, I guess. guess. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't specify trappings for shape metal because it's already itself a bastardization of telekinesis and elemental manipulation. Yeah. But I guess I could just do that. You could. It just hasn't occurred to me yet. I'll I'll look into it later, but... Well, regardless, Athena's going to cave in this fucking tunnel so nothing else comes out of it. Alrighty. Um, Do you want to roll to activate? Yeah, I'll roll to activate. Give you a chance to Give me a chance to fuck up. With my fatigue, that's a seven. That's a success, no raise. Strength of D10. I think well, she's she's channeling Magnitude Magnificent a little bit, and okay. she does like a running jump and then a stomp like right on top of where she thinks the tunnel probably is. Very cool. And just crushes it. Awesome. Take a mini for that. Really? I like that a lot. And tying it back to Magnitude Magnificent. Very nice. Well, I mean, they did just see her fight, and it was awesome. But it was and also last episode. And then all this bullshit episode. happened. Yeah, but it was last episode, too, so. 
So you, you slam your foot down and you feel the ripple run through the earth and something certainly gives and begins caving in beneath you. Good. Nicely handled. Thank you. One of the two regulators is going to begin sweeping the area because you only fired the green flare, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, if you fired a green flare, it's uh, one medic and one other person who showed up. The more heavily armed one, the escort, will come over to you and say, What happened? Um, we were attacked by someone who ambushed me and my partner the other day on the job, and we're not even, we're not even on the job now, and he's still coming after me. He's dead. He's right there. I would like him autopsied, but there were just a bunch of misty bodies, and some of them weren't real, I don't think, but some of them were. I mean, Tuka, did you see anything else? Tuka's just standing nearby, and she's got her arms crossed and her talons... Tapping. tapping on her scales and she says no I didn't I didn't see anything else just a lot of them things a lot of them things they didn't go away when he died so no, they stuck around maybe somebody else was in the air I don't know what's I don't know what's going on so I mean maybe we ought to look around a little bit yeah just maybe. do a little sweep each one of us take a direction see if you can find anything yeah, okay. Don't go too far. <laughs> yeah. I think she heads north, because she remembers that's where the fog was rolling in from. Okay. That's true. You So you're right here, I think I said it was. All right, so uh, actually north here is the canal. So if you follow to the edge of the park, it's not very far. I mean, you can walk there in the span of two minutes, maybe. Okay. From there, and you you go through some foliage, so when you use some mushrooms and greens, so it is shrouded. And you're are you just looking around? Like, what are you doing? Just looking for anybody that's still hanging around that looks suspicious. Okay. She's still a little a little fatigued, so I don't think her brain's working at a hundred percent right now. Is there a concentrated bit of mist anywhere? This is actually going to be a survival, not a notice. Like I have survival. It's going to be at a minus Untrained two. Then? Yeah. That's uh, already at a minus two. Mm-hmm. So minus four overall. No, I think if you're doing survival, it's just going to be the minus two. Okay. Untrained. But you also have your minus one for fatigue. Damn. Oh my God. 16. 16. Wow. Okay. Man, did not expect that. Neither did Athena. So you walk through the area going towards the canal and you come out on the other side. There's nobody really here. So you look around, nobody close, nobody standing and watching from far away, just the only people you can see are in the distance and they appear to be moving at a normal rate. Nothing stands out there. Right. As you swivel around to just look for anything that seems important, you realize that you're sort of standing in a patch of mud uh, that you just stumbled into, and you Hmm. look down and it's just this one little concentrated patch that you're sitting in right now. And there's another set of footprints in it. Oh, well, she's definitely going to go look at that. The footprints themselves. It is a clawed foot. How big is it? I think average size. Like Tuka size? Probably. Okay. Yeah. They're fairly deep imprints compared to, like, when you take a step to get a closer look, you look at the footprints you just left versus these. These are much deeper. So somebody heavier, I could presume? They do lead off. There is a bit of a trail. Leads further east. You see it go right up to the canal, and then it stops at the edge of the canal. Basically, yeah. And it just trails off, like, wearing the mud away as it walks. Basically, yeah. But it 
clearly does go to the canal and that's where it ends and you can tell let's say uh from the from the spacing of the you, you got like a really good survival roll. so pretty good. from the spacing uh they definitely ran okay so they ran from there and jumped into the canal whether they jumped into the water or craft there's really no way to determine that maybe even across Maybe even across, yeah. Well, let's say you look across and you don't see the footprints, no footprints over, there. over there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but there were all those boats. Hmm. There were all those boats when we were at the waterfront, like eons ago. Eons. Eons ago. ago. <laughs> Maybe it's what picked them up. Because I never looked into those suspicious boats. Well, Athena's gonna return to her group. The other regulator rejoins you and Tuca, and they shake their head, and I think they reach up and touch their helmet, and it slides back, and they are also Karnak. Mm -hmm. Light red skin, he appears to be Axian. He's got a very frog-like face, but he's uh, tall and lithe, as opposed to short and squat like Phil. Gotcha. Uh, But he's got large, bulbous yellow eyes, sort of like headlamps just looking around (laughs) there. He says, yeah, I uh, I didn't see anything back there. I found a trail of footprints. Looked like they were running. Disappeared in the canal, though. Karnak, medium height. Mm. Or maybe they were tiny with big feet. I don't know. <laughs> Tuka licks her teeth and says, Well, that's more than I found, but that's something to go off of. That's Some, good. That's a lead. Yeah, something to go off of. Karnak, of medium height, who <laughs> goes into water. It's, yeah, it <laughs> really narrows the fucking field. But you know. Yeah, you never know. Is that wagon coming? We need it. Yes. It, Excellent. It comes. How big is the Domba pulling it? I think this time it's an it's a slightly above average Domba. Not a, a gargantuan a one. Beefy Domba. He's a he's a big boy, but not a big boy. Not gotcha. a chonky boy. <laughs> not a chonker. Yes, but he's a it's like a great ram with metallic wool, although the ones that are in service have much shorter clipped coats. Makes sense. Yeah. You don't want to get charged by one of those because they scratch you up. That's Ooh, nasty. hurt real bad. Yep. Their horns are so sharp. But they pull up. One of the regulators is driving it. They hop off to help load people onto it. The girl is still unconscious. The medic comes over and says, she's stable right now. I'm surprised. She took a really bad hit. We tried to get the bleeding stopped. I'm glad it helped. I'm not exactly trained. Yeah, no, you guys did a really good job. I mean, considering you didn't have any supplies or anything. She's lucky to be alive. She's lucky you were there. She'd be luckier if she wasn't a suspect. (laughs) (laughs) They laugh. Yeah, well, you never know. What can you do? Hey, sometimes, some people learn. Some people get better. That's all we can hope for, right? That we're making a difference. Yeah, I think she considers that. They load you up there, and there is actually a med clinic only a couple blocks away. I did notice that on the map. Mm Mm-hmm. I need this bitch on lockdown at the spire. Nobody can know she's still alive. Okay, so you you tell them that. Yes. On the co- okay. So yeah, he was. They were preparing to go to this med clinic. Right. And, and then, I uh, wait. Athena waves him off and says, "No, no, we need her under supervision at the spire, and we need him autopsied at the spire by our doctor." So, spire, we go. Oh. Um. And he looks back to the medic and says, "She'll be fine. We can make it. That's good. It's okay this time. This time." <laughs> <laughs> she she looks concerned into the middle distance. They'll uh, turn around and they'll make their way back to the spire, and it's going to be a, a clip-cloppy time, but you make your way through the city. When you catch glimpses of that area between the buildings, 
can still see the green smoke dispersing out above. But yes, you will uh, you will make it back to the spire uh, unimpeded. They will take you below the spire and load everybody off just like normal. The medic will get out a cart to help wheel the girl upstairs, and the corpse is going to be shuffled off to the morgue. What would Athena like to do? Tuka rides with you, of course. She's along to. Right. Order of operations for Athena right now is making sure that Roja can look at this Yara's brain specifically because she thinks it might have those squiggles in it. Mm-hmm. But it might also be messed up in other ways because she, she doesn't know. But I think Roja's out for the night, if I recall. So that'll have to wait till morning. We need to get Tioni Ferris. We need to get her more medical attention and supervision on a suspect lockdown because her thinking is that if they send regulators to go look at her apartment, because they have that address, Mm -hmm. if there are other like shadier people watching the apartment, they'll know that she got made. But if her fate is nebulous, then maybe we could gain something from that. So if nobody knows she's alive, that's better for us. I like your criminal lingo. Uh, that's your streetwise edge showing through your plus two to your stuff there. Have a Benny. Really? Ha- yeah. <laughs> what did I say specifically? That what? she, if if we send regulators around, they'll know that she got made. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We need to get her bag processed with any evidence and all that fucking credits and chips that are in there. I want that to be on the record. I think that's it for now until the morning when she's hoping to talk to Bolt. Oh, she wanted to leave a note for Zadal at the front. So she'll write out a little note and it says, Tuka and I got ambushed by that Yara burrower. I killed him before he could get away again. Haven't caught her up on events yet. Talking to Bolt about adding her to the task force in the morning. A lot of clues pointing towards the casino. Pavi and Tuka can't come because politics. So I guess tomorrow it's just me and Bolt going there. Hope we don't goober it up. Wish me luck. End of note. When Athena wrote Goobered, she like wrote it in a different way, like in all caps under like Goober it all <laughs> up. She drops it all a note in his little mailbox, I guess. Yeah, it sounds fine. <laughs> and I think she would want to spend the night here. She wouldn't want to go home. Okay. Just maybe guarding the suspect prisoner. I think she says a Tuka. I I'm sorry our fun night kinda went off the rails. She says all I mean <laughs> I still had a good time. I mean, me too. As I got to... Uh, I mean, Dina, this is probably the first time I've been in a fight since someone wasn't specifically trying to kill me. So it's sort of refreshing to be back in the middle of it. It's real nice to just not not be the target for us. And I to get that. be back doing work. It was. I had a great time. I really hope I can join the task force because I want to. Well, I'm going to talk to Bolt about that in the morning. I think I'm just going to stay here. All right. You okay? I mean, you won't you need anything? No, I was just going to sleep on the couch in the task force room. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, sure. But if you want to come here in the morning, I can talk to Bolt before you get here, let you know what he says, and hopefully we can just proceed from there. Task force in it. Yeah, I mean, that sounds great. So I'll, I guess I'll come in here tomorrow. I'll see, I'll see you in the morning. Oh, I will see you in the morning. And she <laughs> is happy when she leaves. Yeah, that's good. She looks nice. Athena's happy. Tuka's happy. Athena's really tired, though, so yeah, she's going to go to sleep. Okay, so where are you sleeping exactly? She was going to stay in the room 
with Ferris. Mm-hmm. But I think she realizes that she's really fucking wiped and would like to go sleep. So maybe she stations a regulator in the room or outside the room, Mm -hmm. making sure they know she's a high-valued task force suspect. Yeah, they'll they'll nod to and agree and say she won't get out of her sight. And then she does a salute because she's still on duty. And they do that too. Okay, yeah. uh, And are you you sleeping on the Wonderbolt room? On the Wonderbolt couch. Somebody must have been in here to Febreze it. Well, that's good. I think she uses her hoodie as a blanket. Mm-hmm. No, she doesn't have it anymore. She used it to staunch all the blood. Oh, that's true. She doesn't have a blanket. She just curls up sad and cold. Oh, Jesus. I feel like there would be supplies in the the spire that Athena would know about She's for like, like a blanket. She's not going to get it. She's so tired. I mean, if, if she wanted to get it on the way down here, she could have. But if you... if you, I don't think she thought about okay. it. Okay. So Athena, per her riffraff street rat mercenary days, <laughs> curls up in a cold ball on a ratty but somehow cleaned couch in the bowels of the spire far, far away from everyone else. Cozy. If you say so. <laughs> well, it's, it gets warmer the further down you go. Well, Athena's taking a fucking sleep. Yeah, you're fine. You can You can sleep on the couch there. You awake the next morning to somebody poking you. She rolls over. Who's poking? Who's poking Athena? Knock, knock. No. Time to wake up. Don't know what you're doing down here, but you should be sleeping on the job. No. No. Athena as she's waking up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, yeah. You think I, I like coming in here to this nice clean room to see you stinking it up? What are you talking about? You feel yourself get whapped on the side a little bit by a, a chitinous arm. I mean, you're sleeping down here. No sheets on the couch. No blanket. Just sweating on it. I just cleaned this, Sedaris. Get up. Oh, my God. He's their, he's their custodian. He starts smacking. <laughs> Get up. Come on. She blearily gets up. There you go. Is this any way to start the day? Don't you have... Don't... Sedaris, are you having trouble at home? No, I was... Lepaco is... God. Uh, short, pudgy, ruddy, red-faced, also squinty the worst. eyes. <laughs> Dirty, short-clipped straw hair. He's a yarrow man, and he's got spidery limbs uh, protruding from his back, which he uses to scuttle around the room. I think Athena hates this tiny man more than she hates most other people. Oh, but just as a reminder, why do you hate this guy so much? Because he's the worst! Yeah, but why? What did he ever do to you? Because he's an umbrigid motherfucker! Uh, If that's how Athena feels. That's how Athena feels, but... He also did gift her this wonderful task force inadvertently because he thinks Bolt's real cool. So. Yeah, so you hear the the of his spider legs as he goes over to one of the counters and busies himself. So how y'all like in your first, what is it, your first week, week and a half, something like that? You know, I've almost died a couple times, but I'm doing all right. And we got some suspects and we're chasing leads and Bolt's really turned around my whole life. Thank well, you. Well, it sure sounds like it. You're welcome. Oh, look at you. Just picture perfect. <laughs> she, wants Miss cast, <laughs> she wants to cast empathy on him. Okay. Seven. Seven is success, no raise. Um, you cast empathy and you're looking at him. There's a lot of green, so I think satisfaction maybe. He's upbeat. He he believes in what he's doing and there's positivity. Definitely some judginess. Mm, I feel like that'd be like yellow gilded yeah, sort of. I, I like that. Okay. <laughs> maybe not gilded, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I, I got you. I'm on board with that. But yeah, 
Nothing that sticks out to you in particular. No, no pockets of intense hatred. Not that you can see. Just a lot of satisfaction. Maybe, uh, maybe a little bit of satisfaction, and then there's some that's like smarminess and overly self-satisfied type. Gotcha. <sighs> I think she starts to make coffee. Maybe trying okay. to keep out of his way and as far as possible away. If that's cool with sure. him. Yeah, he. I mean, he's just moving around, tidying things up down here. So every time you're in his way, he he can easily walk around you with his but does spider he legs. Him? Oh, I think every time he does, he he brushes by very close and he just goes, "Excuse me." Oh my god. <laughs> Pardon me. Oh, he's one such side. Such a dumb bitch. Oopsie. Sorry. Just move a little for me, please. Just a little one side. And she does every time, but every time she moves a little bit slower. And every time you move, he says, thank you. Or thank you, thanks. He, he thanks you. And she says, oh, no problem. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> he is here and you're you're making coffee and waking up and everything. And maybe 10 minutes go by and it's it's pretty cleaning. Like there's not much more that can be done. Right. And I think Lopaco stops and looks around and realizes this. And then, um... You know, you can just stay till Bolt gets here. Oh, I'm aware. I just, you know. I mean, you just you clean just about everything I'm seeing. That, that's what I'm down here to do, so... I was just doing one last pass, and I can't be sure that it won't get dirtied up the second I walk out that door. You never know. You never do, do you? It's such a shame. Well, you know me. I'm only middlingly smart. He gives you, like, a... Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart, dear. You don't do yourself enough credit, you know, but that, that kind of negative thinking, it's not going to get you anywhere. What? You just look up to Mr. Bolt and you follow, you do what he says and follow his instructions. He's a, he's a right paragon of justice and safety in the life. I'm really glad I know him now. We're going to be really good friends and it's going to be really cool. Oh, that'll be just lovely for you. She still thinks he's, she's, he's plotting to kill her in some way. Maybe just through involvement in the task force. He smiles. Oh, uh, well, I suppose I'll be seeing you around, Miss Sedaris. Outside, oh, Regulator Sedaris. Regulator Sedaris, thank you. Have yourself a peachy day. You too, Lapaco. Mm. Excuse me, Regulator Lapaco. Lapaco will uh, move towards the door and put one hand on it and pull it open and say, uh, "You know, uh, Regulator Sedaris. Sometimes it's not about." How big the thing you do is. Sometimes it's just about doing a lot of little things. You know, take care of all the all the little things that nobody really wants to do. You know what I mean? You know, Lopaco, I I bet you didn't think I would understand, but I do. It's good because that's how Mister Bolt feels all the time. <laughs> He's wonderful. He is wonderful. She nods and closes her eyes. And keeps nodding. So you focus on those little things. Yeah. a girl. See, and I, and, see you later. Yeah, and then he leaves. Athena waits and makes sure that the door is shut and he is well gone. When she walks back over to the couch and puts her feet pointedly on it. Nice. And just sips her coffee, reading some files. Excellent. Do you have clothing here to change into? Because you stayed here. You didn't go anywhere. You just came here in your plain clothes. I think that they're like lockers and stuff. That's what I always assumed. Anyway. I, I think that's fair. I mean, there's probably backup suits and armor and stuff that you can get if you need it. You know what? Fuck it. There are lockers in the room. She just changes into her, her clothes. Sure. 
Maybe there's maybe there's like a little changing area in the back. A little door leads to a locker room. But her room. feet are still up in her sweet mag boots. Oh yeah. And you hear the door to the room open and close. Bolt enters and he's uh, he's in his street clothes right now. It's like a very tight white t-shirt on his rippling chest and he's wearing some nice denim jeans and not his khakis today. <laughs> not his khakis today. And I think he's got like a nice blazer jacket tossed over his shoulder. Oh my god. Yeah, he's looking very stylish. Is his hair flowing in the, the non-existent, the non-existent breeze? breeze. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's always flowing. Oh! Sidaris, good morning. Good morning, Bolt. Wasn't expecting you so early today. Well, I slept here. Are you having trouble, Sidaris? No. I mean, no, no. more trouble than you? It was my day off yesterday, and we got ambushed in the park. Oh my. By something related to the task force case, so I wanted to stay here in case something happened with our suspect, who I have in a medical room upstairs, because she's really hurt. Well, this sounds like a roller coaster to me. It really was. Do you mind if I change? You should, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell me all about it. I'm just going to go and put on different pieces of clothing. Excellent. She's pointedly looking somewhere else, I guess. There's a, a locker a room, room, a little locker gotcha. room in the back that just good. has all your lockers and you can good, change good. with some privacy. He'll he'll change while you, are you filling him in on what happened? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there were these guys and they were made all out of mist, right? And they were oh, really- Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. And then some of them might not have been real, but then some of them were real. And then we found a muddy footprint. We don't know where it went. Just fucked off into a canal. Maybe on a boat, maybe not. Well- are you sure it was mist, not fog? I don't really know the difference. I don't either. I just, I figured you might. You seem to know things. Well, is mist more of like an inland thing? Like, is fog from water front areas and mist is from like foresty areas? I think I don't Bolt's know. eyes have glazed over. I'm sorry, what was the question? It was your question, Bolt. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. <laughs> That doesn't sound like something it. That's that's fair. But yeah, so last night was really dangerous and a little exciting and Where did uh, the mud come from? Probably the park, but I don't know. Hmm. And uh where did the footprint go? Into a canal. Where do you think the person went? I would assume Do you think they went with the footprint? <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Nailing Still got it. it. Nailing Still it. got it, Sidaris. You gotta look out. I'm a sharp deck. <laughs> He's just shouting this from the locker room. You just hear it echoing off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think she pours him a coffee so it's ready when he gets out there. Mmm. It's a dark roast. Do you like dark roasts, Sidaris? I do. do I, should I put something in this for you? I don't know. Um, no. And he sips it. Ooh, this doesn't taste very good. Okay, let me fix that for you. <laughs> she goes over and puts more sugar and milk in it. Oh, this is better. Yeah, I thought you might like it better. It, this is how coffee always is. Do you make it yourself or do you get it from places? I don't know. Usually I just go somewhere and there's coffee. And he sips it and turns away. Now that he's got some bean juice in him, I have another very firm candidate for the Wonderbolt. Mmm, a firm candidate. A firm candidate. She is excellent. I, I think you know her, maybe. You know Tukasato? Uh, you say that and uh, there's a sort of a blank expression on his face for a minute and then he his eyes squint a little bit and he sort of looks to one side like he's thinking. 
she was with me that first night. We met on that bridge with all the, the motorcycle you ripped in half and Oh, Tukasato. Yeah, I I am familiar with her, yes. I think she would be just a dynamite addition to the team. She's really good in a fight, and Phil really likes her. He thinks she's pretty cool. He continues uh, nodding, and he licks his lips, and he he pats the couch next to him and says, Why don't you come sit downstairs? She approaches, but very tentatively, and she does sit down, but she's got her coffee, like, raised to her Mm -hmm. lips, like she's gonna drink, but... I don't know that Regulator Sato is quite what we're looking for in Wonderbolt's material. Well, why is that? Well, um, I I realize you've you've only just gotten here. How could you possibly know? Of course, um, Regulator Sato is a bit of a troublemaker. What do you mean? I, she she makes trouble. She causes problems. It's amazing that she's still permitted to be on the force, frankly. Well, what kind of problems does she cause? Fill me in, man. And I think he cleanses his mouth and gives you like a come on, really look. Sedaris. Bolt, I was kidnapped for seven years. I just got back two weeks ago. I don't know a lot about the city right now. Oh, yes. Um, the the forced hiatus. I, yes, of course. Of course. Well, um, well, Sedaris, I'm so sorry to tell you, but, um, Regulator Sato has been involved in some dicey activity. Dicey activity? Yes, you see, she was under investigation not terribly long ago for, um, well, uh, a killing on the job. You see, someone of, well, it doesn't really matter who it was. It was, uh, someone that she, uh, exercised lethal force upon that perhaps she shouldn't have. That doesn't sound like a Wonderbolt to me. So I, what I would like to do here is do a social conflict task. <laughs> okay. Which we haven't... Uh, social conflict is... It's an interesting mechanical thing, yeah. but it's really no different than an extended dramatic task. It's basically the same thing. Okay. It's you trying to accumulate successes against a number of So successes. it's like an RP dramatic task basically, as opposed yeah. to an action one. Exactly. That's pretty cool. So uh, basically the way it works... Is I'm I'm going to assign a hidden value that you would need to have what would be considered a complete success here. There's going to be three rounds, and each round you're going to make a point to Bolt as to why he should consider taking Tuka on as a Wonderbolt. Why should why is this a good idea? You get to make three different points, and based on the point and the argument that you make, I'll assign a modifier to the roll, and then you will roll the appropriate social thing. Okay. Uh, and then we'll see how many successes you get. All right. What is your first... And remember, you, you only get three, so you can right. think about it. And you made a whole bunch to me right there, and I... So we'll... Those are all good things, but okay. pick three things that you want to use to convince Bull. And then we'll we'll roll and we'll role play out each of these rounds as we go. I think she really could be Wonderbolt material. Let me tell you why. When I started on the task force, I believe Lepaco wrote in my file that I was a bit of a, a ne'er-do-well... Maybe not a very good regulator. And within like a week and a half, you've already turned me into your best agent. Imagine what you could do for Tuka. Imagine how that, how like, how good that would look and everybody would be so happy with you. He's already predisposed to dislike this idea. So all rules by default, if you don't improve them, will be at minus two. But if you make a decent point, it'll bump it up a little bit. 
or if you make a really good point, it'll bump it up a lot. So for this one, I'll say this washes. This will just be a straight. Just I'll a straight give you one? plus two for the argument. Plus two to the roll against oh. the minus two negative so, to make right. it a wash. Eleven. Eleven is a success with a raise. So you say that and Bolt rubs his chin a little bit more and says, You have made remarkable strides lately, Sedaris. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Bolt. I think she really means that. Puts it's very a hand genuine. On her and says, I'm, I'm sure you'll go on to continue being a good, good regulator someday. Today. Well, to, hopefully today. Hopefully today. And every day after today which would be tomorrow and the next day and the next day you got it yeah so he says um i can appreciate your perspective on that yes that's not a bad point some people just need a little help to become what they need to be you know i think that could be what she needs is a little bit of that bolt magic that she wiggles well, her fingers a little bit that well could be but there are just as many out there who can't be helped no matter what you do. Because that's just who they are, and they need to want to change themselves. I think she does want to change. Well, I'll let her speak for herself. What's your next point? I mean, your, your uncle, right? He's on the council. And my grandfather's on the council. But Tuka actually has two people on the council. Her legal guardians, the Kassar... And Remington Sato is her uncle, so we're like kind of like a mini council down here. And I bet they're all buds, right? They're in the council. How can they not be friends? I bet they'd be so happy about this. Like a little second generation down here. I bet they'd be pleased as punch to see all their progeny. Is that the right word? Go ahead and make a roll. This one's going to be at cumulative minus four. Shit. Yeah, sorry. Is it because I said progeny? I want to Benny that. Okay. Well... Seven. Seven, uh, including the minus four? Yes. As you're at the beginning when you're talking about um, his uncle and uh, Remington Sato and all that, he's, he is, he didn't give a fuck. He's mm. barely paying attention. Right. But you, you bring him back a little bit more uh, towards the end and he says, Well, change is always good, but I have met Remington Sato. I don't really know Tuka very well. Well, I could tell you she's real sweet and she's really funny and she fights like a son of a bitch. She had my back last night. I mean, I don't know if I would have made it out alive without her. It's always good to have someone solid in a fight at your side, but that seems to be part of the problem. We need people who know when to fight, not always how. Well, I mean, she doesn't fight just for the fun of it or she'd be at Shazad every other week. Let me, let me do a roll here. <laughs> Oh, damn. Okay. Blew both those up. Bolt feeling smart today. Yeah, he is very, feeling very smart, apparently. He says, he, he kind of rubs his ear and he says, what? I'm sorry. What What did you say? If she wanted to fight all the time, she'd just be at Shazad every other week? I don't know what that is. What is What is that? What is that word that you just said? It sounds invented. Bolt, do you not know what that is? Is did, She's delighted. Did my... Mouth not work now? Oh I think I God. said that, didn't I? Bolt, you've been down here for a year and nobody's taking you to go see it? Um, what, what are we talking about? Oh my Something? gosh. Okay, it's gladiator stuff, but like, but, oh, you would love it. I can't believe you've never gone. You're going to come with me and you're going to come with Tuka and me and we're going to have such a good time. Oh, he, I think he puts a hand up and he says, Sidaris, I... 
I'm not sure what's happening, but this conversation seems to be spiraling in a completely different direction. So take a deep breath and let's focus on what's in front oh, of us. Oh, I just love it Good? so much. I'm uh, so I, sorry. I understand. We're making progress. What What were we talking about again? Tuka. Yes. I don't think it's going to work. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. No, we still have a third round. We still have a third round. We still have a third round. That was just me trying to get things back on. <laughs> I know you think it's not going to work, but I, she really, she just wants to be a good regulator and learn how to do things right. She's told me she wants to be back in, back in investigating and figuring stuff out and helping people. And that's what we're supposed to do, right? That's our whole MO on this task force is... Helping people, bringing justice to those who can't get it for themselves. So I think maybe she'd be a real help with that and she'd grow as a person too. People can change and she wants to. I like your argument. Definitely throw in some lies. Mm -hmm, um, for sure. What I would first like to do. So your argument is, is reasonable. Yeah. I like that. What we're first going to do is see how well you lie. Mm-hmm. Because if you lie well, he's going to be more inclined to believe this, which yeah. will help your role. But if you can tell that you're slinging shit, that's not going to be as good for you. What do so I roll for that? I'm going to have you roll your persuasion, and he's going to roll his spirit. Okay. How'd you do? Did you crit fail? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, fuck. That That's, couldn't have been worse. That is not great. I think I need to retire these two dice okay, for a well, while. He got he got a four. Ugh. Um. Not all of it was a lie. Not all of it was. I don't think all of it needed to be framed as a lie. Yeah, and not not all of it was a lie, and that's why I wanted to see how this goes. Not all of it was a lie, but the part that was a lie was very clearly a lie. Which part was it? The part where you claimed that Tuka had told you how much she wants to change. And how she wants to learn she to be a better... She does want to change. She wants to change from working at the checkpoint to the spire. <laughs> okay. I, I, I that don't... That was a lie of omission, I guess. Okay, yes. You're like, she does want to change from working at the spire. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what did it. Gotcha. What you're doing is definitely implying that Tuka agreed that what she did was wrong and that she wants to learn how to be a better regulator. Would mm -hmm. you agree with that? Yeah. That's what you're trying to like make him think? So that's misdirection. I guess. Uh, which is not lying outright, but it's formal lying. So he can tell that you're trying to massage the truth and finds that to be highly suspect. Oh, fuck. Um, so fuck. I think that that is just going to wipe away any positives from the roll. So it's still going to be at minus two. Hey, I was considering just giving you a failure for that. That's fine. But... I appreciate that the second chance. It was a precursor roll to that. So I'm just going to have it wash the rest of your argument. Should I roll my persuasion? Yeah, you should. And uh, if it doesn't crit fail, you can Benny this. I know. So, if it doesn't crit fail. I see one one. It's a two. Oh, God. Oh, Benny. Oh, it. God. <laughs> oh, man, that was close, <laughs> you guys. That was real close. Oh, boy. Nine. So, I think uh, with that really good persuasion roll in your argument... You watch Bolt's facial expressions change as you're saying this. He does a lot of hand on his chin, nodding, and it's 
at least part of it's definitely for show. You don't you, you can tell when certain things land and when certain things right. your your words are like bouncing off of his face and you're like, oh, that some one of them through. go right in his ear. So, some of them go in his ears. And you're like, okay, yeah. And I think through this exchange, you definitely see him pick up on the bullshit that you're throwing around. But then he softens towards the end and he puts a hand on your shoulder again. He says, Athena. I can tell that you're lying about certain things, but I think it's admirable that you want to help your friend. And even if she isn't willing to admit that what she did was wrong yet, maybe there is hope for her. You so, think so? I have no idea, but you seem to. And I think you know some things. She smiles. So I am willing to give her a trial run, see how things go, but... And he, uh looks around the empty room for a minute says, do you remember what we talked about the other day that you were going to keep to yourself? Yes. Okay, well, things are a little bit more complicated because of that as well. Oh, really? Well, I mean, the person that Tuka killed was the son of someone of importance within the Olera Corp organization. Oh, no. So, they don't view... Regulator Sato very favorably. Was he doing something bad? Reportedly, yes. But... Isn't that her job? Steris, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. I think I need to learn more about this situation. I think so too. So, what I'm saying is, I'm willing to float the idea right now. Do you like the float? Yeah. It's a real corporate talk. It's pretty corporate, yeah. Fl- float the idea... For now, but we'll see how things go. See if she can behave herself. I think you'll be more than pleased. I think this What's is going to be really pleased? ecstatic, glowing, if I you am. will. I'm already glowing and I can't use lightning. Have you ever tried? Why would I need to? She wiggles her finger and little lightning bolts go between it for fun and for work. Well, regardless, I'm... If more than pleased is electricity, then let's hope we get some static. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> She's not outside the door like Pavi, because I slept here last night. But she'll she'll be here soon, probably. Good, great, wonderful. Wonderful. Wonderbolts. Wonderbolts. She high-fives him. He high-fives her back. Yeah, it hurts real bad. It probably does. Breaks gonna, her hand. He, he was really in the moment for that one, so we're going to we're gonna see how this goes. Oh, no. I'm going to roll for Haya 11. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not, I, this isn't I'm making her roll damage or something, but yeah, it's like, ha-ha! I think she can feel the shockwave go down her arm, like, through her muscles. Maybe there is, like, a little shockwave and just goes, like a little tiny one. She shakes oh. it out, but she's smiling. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. I can really hear it pop. Ooh. Oh, something snapped. Oh, here, I'll put it back for you. Don't. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Well, Tuka's stopping by later. We can leave something with Rebexy for her, but I, I know we talked about this the other day, but how would you like to do some good turns? Get some good some good public image going. Sedaris, I I think I have a great public image. Oh, you mean for you? Yeah. Oh. Of course I did. What else would I um, mean? And uh, Bolt beams brightly with his mouth, not his glowing body. Right. When he says, oh, good. I'll call Phil. Athena pulls one of the 
the chips to the golden lotus out of her pocket. And she looks down at it. And she she look- kept one? Oh my god, she stole. She embezzled on the job. Well, she's not going to use it. She's going to return it. Okay. <laughs> Found this. But I think she looks down at the chip and she looks back up at Bolt. And she says, you feeling lucky? Well, I haven't hit my head on any door frames yet, so it's feeling like a good day. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Neon Heat. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at peginc.com. You can find our website at rpg where we update weekly with new episodes, character art, and bios. Neon Heat features the music of the very talented Crockett, who you can find at crockett.bandcamp.com and on Twitter at Crockett80s. This episode also includes a special composition by Busted Boot Music, who you can find at bustedboot.bandcamp.com. We're on Twitter, at rpg for you and me, and Allie is at ucthehat, where she posts art from the show. Allie also runs a side campaign for me that's available to our Patreon members, and you can find us there at patreon.com slash rpg for you and me. Any support means the world to us, and it makes it easier to make a quality episode every week for you. If you like the show, the best way to support us is to leave a five-star rating and review, but even more importantly, tell a friend about us. If you're looking for more Savage Worlds content, please check out Sounds Like Crows. It's an actual play Deadlands Reloaded podcast about five brothers on a quest for revenge in the supernatural Wild West. The cast is outstanding, and the audio and editing quality is cinematic and top-notch. The game marshal, Caleb Sunstead, is extremely talented and dedicated. With all that out of the way, thank you again for listening. We know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so it means the world that you spent a little bit of your day with us. See you next week.